Welcome to episode two of the podcast. We're continuing on with the introduction to the uh, Mesil Sisharim, the path of the just. Yesterday, we started off uh, with the ideas of how to use this book, that it is best used not as a way of discovering startling new ideas, but instead that it is something that brings up important ideas which bear repetition and which need to be analyzed in depth rather than just accepted on a in a casual manner and not taken into our practical actions. Today he, he continues with why he felt the need to write this book. So he says that this was the problem. In his generation, he found, there are many wise and smart people, very intellectual, who love to learn new things. And each one of them would find an area that most appealed to their intellect, okay, that satisfied their interests, some in sciences, some in math, some in law, and some, okay, would go for the holy works, right, would study the Torah and the different facets of the Torah. Now, of those people who would study the Torah, they themselves studied many different things. Some would study the different uh, intellectual ideas, okay, that tie together different um, gemaras or other parts of the oral law. Some would study different practical law. Some would study different midrashim. But ultimately, very few would focus on how to um, serve Hashem properly how to achieve a closeness to God, how to love God, and other elements which make up being a pious person. Now, the question becomes, why not? Right? Why was this an area of study that was so neglected? The answer is not because people thought it was unimportant. As he mentions, every person who is a you know, great Torah scholar, a wise okay, and religious Jew, would tell you, that learning how to get close to Hashem and learning how to build a relationship with Hashem, to come to love Hashem, these are fundamental ideas, right? A person could scarcely consider themselves to be a religious Jew if they were not trying to uh, serve Hashem properly, they were not trying to build a close relationship with God. So why don't people study it? Ultimately, people neglect this field of study because they think it's simple, Right? It's obvious, right? What do you got to do? You got to love God, right? And well, that's it. And that, that's the whole story. That's all I need to know. The problem is, okay, that because people think this way, people of a more intellectual bent would end up never studying this field of study and therefore wouldn't come to understand it. And those people who did um, choose that as their field of study often did so because they thought it was simpler and they felt they could not master more difficult and challenging parts of Judaism. So, okay, let me at least do this. Now, this led to a big problem, is that people made a mistake about what it meant to be pious. And people would start believing things, um, okay, the really wild, crazy things, would make a person into a pious person, right? They'd see a person, okay, you know, rolling in the snow, as a way to you know, cleanse themselves you know, and, or to seek forgiveness for their sin and say, oh, wow, look how holy he is. You know, he's rolling in the snow. He's inflicting this harm on their body. Right? People who would, who would beat themselves, who would take on fasts, okay? not just you know, 
on, on, the, on the proper times that we take on fast, but people will take on constant, difficult, crazy fasts to show that they were depriving their body, okay, and distancing themselves from, this, from the world. And therefore, the, because people had not really studied what it meant to be pious, and they hadn't really focused on what true piety was and what true closeness to God was, people came to think that this is true piety, right? You know, we, to a certain degree, you know, self-flagellation, okay, and, and causing oneself pain has maybe become a little bit out of fashion in our days. But the truth is we too often judge, okay, uh, piety in ways that are, doesn't seem to uh, make sense on an intellectual level. Right? A lot of times people assume that someone's pious. They look, you know, if, you know, if they dress in a really crazy way and they take on really um, mystical practices that are, you know, unintelligible or, or are not logical, we take that as a sign, oh, that, wow, look how holy this person is. I mean, just look at them. You know, you, you can see they don't look like you and I. Okay, their behavior is not like, you know, yours and I. They must be um, a holy spiritual person. And that's not true. Not saying they can't be a holy spiritual person, maybe, maybe they are. But what defines spirituality, what defines holiness, is not going to be, okay, the causing oneself, okay, pain and difficulty. It's not going to be uh, a person, okay, you know, uh, br- you know uh, spending many hours, you know, saying to Hillam one after another, although for many people that's, that can be an appropriate thing to do at times. And it's not going to be dressing funny and taking on every mystical practice. It's not going to be taking on, you know, every every skula, every uh, um, you know action that people take in order to sort of arouse the mystical forces. Right? There's there is an idea in Judaism what true piety looks like, and these unfortunately are not it. But because people don't study it, that's what they're left with. They're left with irrational ideas about what it means to be a holy person. And therefore, you end up with very few people who are genuinely holy, not because people don't want to be holy, and not because people aren't capable of it, but because people don't study and think about how to really be a holy person. The question, you know, once, once a person identifies this, well, why don't we make time for study? Right? If a person realizes that this is something that does require study, and it's not something that a person just suddenly has an instinct, right? my conscience will tell me what the holy and right thing to do is. When a person realizes that just like any other discipline, to really master piety requires a person putting in knowledge and a person putting in time and effort and recognizing those things which help them achieve it and recognizing those things which take them away from it, then, well, what excuse do we have not to study um, how to be a better person. You know, how can we not study how to build this relationship with Hashem? If we have time for all these other areas of study, okay, for, for science and mathematics and, and, and law and, you know, other parts of Judaism, halacha and gemara and, and midrashim, how can we not make time to study that part of the Torah which is concerned with becoming a better person and becoming closer to Hashem? I often make this point uh, to my students um, that, you know, we spend years um, in elementary school, in high school, in college, studying all different types of wisdom, which are, are, are important. Often many of them are very important. 
Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't consider my years of law school wasted. <laughs> I think there are very good things about it. But at the other, on the other hand, okay, while these things are very important, so much of our lives depend on being a good person. So much of how our relationships work out, okay, uh, with, our, with our spouse, with our children, with our friends, with our community, um, how, how my life works with work, how I handle the inevitable disappointments and difficulties of life, uh, ultimately how happy I am in life will depend on my character. And if we spend this much time on learning all the other disciplines, why do we spend such little time on our character? The Ramchal poses a, 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 a kind of scary thought here. He says that if a person you know, ignores the need, you know, he just focuses his study on other things, and he ignores the need to study and focus on how to be a pious person, because he relies on the fact that intuitively he'll know what the right thing to do is. One day, we all die. And when a person dies, they're going to come up to meet their maker. And when they meet their maker, right, we, we, we know, Judaism teaches us, we have to give judgment. We have to give an account of our life and why we did the things we did and what we did wrong and what we did right. And Hashem's going to ask us. You had the opportunity, right? You could have been a great person. You could have been wonderful. You could have, done, you could have been holy and pious, and you could have accomplished so much in your life. And that's true for every single person, right? Judaism believes that every single person has the opportunity to be great. Given that, why didn't you spend the time learning these things? Why, why, why didn't you make that a focus okay, of your life? Even if not the only focus of your life, but certainly at least a focus. Give it the same weight that you gave to the other things. And the question becomes, if we don't work on this, what are we going to answer on that day? To help people learn these principles and learn these ideas, that's why this book was written. To give us the opportunity to examine in depth what we need to be a better person, okay, how to grow and, and become a continuously better person, and how to build a relationship with Hashem, that's what this book is going to focus on. Uh, next time, we're going to have one more class on the introduction um, that's going to discuss, well, if we just explained that we don't like these false ideas of piety, what piety is, and then we'll discuss the organization of, of the book. Everybody have a wonderful day.